Hey friends, today we are talking about anxiety and this is something that is very relevant to me because if you follow me on Instagram, you might have seen me talking about how I experienced a ton of anxiety um, in the last couple weeks. It started, I want to say the day before Mother's Day um, and then just lasted until, so basically a full week and it was brutal for me. This is probably the most extreme anxiety for the longest period of time that I've had since, I want to say like 2016, 17. I've had bouts of anxiety that were that intense, um, but they didn't last quite this long. The only rival is when I had COVID and I had some anxiety around that, um, which is in October of last year. So had it a lot and it was very it's been interesting to me because I think in part I felt it building up to this point. So I, I recorded an episode not long ago about burnout and this I think might have been on the heels of that. Um, and so I kind of wasn't that all surprised when it showed up, but I was surprised by the symptoms and I'm a little bit surprised by how how much they're persisting even past the actual anxiety part of it. Um, so I still am, am feeling some of the thoughts of anxiety where it's like, oh, you know, am I taking my business in the right direction? Like the, the overthinking and the overanalyzing part of anxiety. Um, I still have one symptom that is so bizarre and random. Anytime I'm on Zoom, I'm getting a lot of anxiety just being on Zoom in general. And then if somebody just like speaks to me like, hey, Rudy, how was your day? I'm just turning beet red on Zoom. And I don't know what it is about it. It's not happening in my like face-to-face interactions. But for some reason, I'm having like Zoom anxiety issues, um, even though I don't actually feel anxious. That's the weird part. Like I don't feel anxious answering the question, but um, I'm turning super red. And then the second that I realize I'm turning red, then I turn more red and I just end up looking like a tomato. For real, no reason. For really, no reason. Um, so, I tell you all of this because a this helped me a lot when I was really starting to understand my anxiety. It helped me to hear other people talk about their symptoms and talk about what they're experiencing in their day to day life, because part of anxiety is so isolating. Most of anxiety is so isolating that the second you hear somebody else is dealing with it like this Zoom thing, I might be totally alone in that, but if there's like one other person who thinks they're so weird that they always get Zoom anxiety, um, this will help them because it's so, it's such an isolating experience that when you hear one other person has it, it's like everything else just, it feels way less intense, you know? Um, So that's part of why I share it. And another reason why I share it is because it's important for me to document. I think it, when I look back at journals that I wrote, you know, in 2018 and 19, it's it's helpful for me to see like what led up to having more anxiety in 2020 or how my mindset was before, you know, this kind of event or whatever it was. It's really helpful for me to see that um, we are our patterns, right? And so it can be really important for us to document our mental health high and low because we can start to spot things and see things. Um, so that's why I tell you all of this. I also wanted to tell you some things that helped me 
in this period um, and, and run you through kind of a list of resources and tools, what I found in this period of time was I was so overwhelmed, my thoughts were so overwhelming that I didn't really have access to, um, like I kind of forgot my tools. I forgot my anxiety tools for a second. Like I was in a state of paralysis for for a little bit where I was just like, I, I don't know what to do other than literally sit on the couch and watch Friends. Like I just, I didn't have any other tools at my disposal until I started to kind of come back into my conscious mind a little bit. Um, if you are not really familiar with how anxiety works, like in the brain, what happens is when you are having panic or anxiety, you um, are essentially operating in this part of your brain called your amygdala, which really um, deals with fight or flight type situations. Um, and so when your blood is redirected to that part of your brain, your part of your brain, which is called your frontal lobe, the part of your brain that makes conscious decisions and uses logic is not getting as much blood flow. It's not as involved, which is why when you, if there's somebody who you are interacting with, who is in a full panic attack or, um, anxiety attack, then they are probably not communicating to you at all. Or if they are, it's, they're very, um, it's not making sense or they can't really tell you what's going on. Um, and so if you look at what that feels like on the inside, you don't really, you're not sitting there going like, oh, I should look up this meditation that's on YouTube. Let me Google it. Like that seems far too overwhelming. And when you're not in a state of panic, I realize that that sounds a little bit crazy that you can't just, you know, pick up your phone and Google something, but it really does feel that way sometimes. So um, I wanted to give you a list of resources that worked for me, a list of things for you to have at your disposal. Um and, you know, add to your toolkit. So the very first thing for me that I had to kind of remind myself of and have like a reconciliation a little bit with myself on was I had to release the why of the anxiety. Um, I now have a little bit of a suspicion that this anxiety was brought on with a perfect storm of the moon, the full moon, which I know sounds woo, but my gosh, I have talked to now probably four or five people who had intense, intense anxiety last week. Um, and we had this really crazy full moon that was a blood moon that was also an eclipse. And that can bring a lot of energy. Um, you know, we are, we are connected to the planets, the tides, <laughs> the tides are connected, we're connected. Um, and so there was also a retrograde happening. So there was a lot going on like planet wise. Um, I also, when I was burned out and stressed a couple weeks ago, I was so burned out and stressed that I actually like skipped my period. And so the, there's a lot of hormones that are involved there. So I don't know if it was, you know, all the, the combination of those things. If it was something completely different, who knows? That's kind of the point was um, I was, for the first couple days of the anxiety, really, really attached to and focused on Why? I wanted to be able to say, man, I'm super anxious because I blank. Like I, it just felt really important to me to have that why because it didn't feel valid unless I had a why. And this is something that I've realized in my therapy journey with anxiety is I really um, wanted to have a why and I wanted to have some a why that would make sense to other people 
it's really interesting because I often find myself having less anxiety when I am like doing something that would normally quote unquote normally cause anxiety. So if I'm like traveling to like I think you know back when I was working with ClickFunnels, I would travel to Boise and sit in a huge room with a bunch of people and we would co-work and I would pitch ideas and we would you know do all kinds of things that that made me nervous but I actually had less anxiety in that situation than sometimes I do just to go get a cup of coffee with a friend because I think in my head I have justified it would be acceptable to people if I said man I'm really anxious about this trip where I'm going to fly across the country and go pitch ideas in front of you know like this really advanced marketing team people would be like yeah I totally get why you're anxious about that but if you say man I'm anxious because I'm going to go meet my friend for coffee that sounds you know so it's it's more of how I view the acceptance level of the anxiety um sometimes and so I really was attached to finding a why in this situation I was attached to finding why is this happening so I could tell my therapist so I could tell somebody and be like yeah I'm so anxious because blank and I just didn't have an answer and so by around day you know, three or four, I finally was like, all right, it just is. Like, even if I had a why, sometimes it just is. Sometimes anxiety is in your body. Sometimes you have a sore throat. Sometimes you, whatever, right? Your body is doing things. It's a living, breathing thing. And so sometimes you are internalizing things. Sometimes something triggered you and you just will never even know what it was that triggered you. What helped me stay in the why was or stay in the the peace of not having a why was really just noting that it wouldn't make a difference. Why was the why? And also what comes up is what's coming out. So there's all kinds of sayings around this in the spiritual community. Um, you got to feel it to heal it, um, which really actually is not 100% true because you know there's all kinds of different therapies that you don't have to like PTSD people, uh, people who have PTSD really shouldn't be feeling it all, all the time. But, um, it was, it was really comforting to me to have that because I started to visualize every time that I was experiencing an extra wave of anxiety or was experiencing the panic. I was like, this is the last wave of that specific anxiety. Like I just started to be like, every time I feel it, it's coming out. Every time I feel it, it's coming out. And I did have like at the very end of the week, um, just this like total cry breakdown session where I just cried and cried and cried. And I couldn't tell you at all why, like zero reason why, but it did just kind of release everything. Um, And so sometimes that can be the only reason why it's coming up to be released because you had the capacity to release it. And that's the reason. Um, the second thing that helped was to release the attachment to being anxiety-free. I talked about this on my Insta stories. If you follow me at Brittany Bailey, I really realized that we, people who experience anxiety, oftentimes we have a story that we tell ourselves or we tell our brain, our brain tells us, whatever, that we should not have anxiety. Like that's the story. We should not have anxiety. And so when we do have anxiety, when we do experience anxiety, there's a plane going over. I don't know if you can hear that. When we do have anxiety, then we are in conflict with that story. So that causes um, dis-ease in the body. It causes um, strife because we are incongruent with the story that our brain is telling us. 
if our brain is saying a normal human, a functional human, or whatever, you know, the stories that our brain tells us, um, someone who's at this level in business, whatever, this person, this kind of person shouldn't have anxiety. That is the story that we're being told in our brain, and but then we are having anxiety. It, it causes a disconnect between that messaging, and so that in itself can cause anxiety sometimes. I know in my mind-body journey, um, that would happen where I'd be like, I'm feeling pain, and it'd be like, well, it's mental. You shouldn't be feeling it, and you're like, but I am, right? So it, it can cause this weird um, disconnect between parts of yourself, and that can increase the anxiety. It really can. So I had to not only release the why, but I had to release the story that I should be anxiety free. I shouldn't be anything else than I am in this moment. I am. It happened the way it had to happen. It's a mantra that Andrea Crowder um, talks about in her program called Regulate, which is amazing. I highly recommend it. Um, You can find her at love underscore Andrea Crowder on Instagram. Um, But that's a mantra. She talks about it. It had to happen this way. It could not have happened any other way. The anxiety that I experience is anxiety that I was supposed to experience because maybe it's for this podcast episode. I don't know. Um, But I had to release that attachment to being anxiety free. And it's interesting because this this realization happened a little bit later in the week, but it really um, kind of wrapped up the anxiety week for me because really I, I had to be like, you know, I'm going to, I'm just going to release this story that I shouldn't have anxiety. And when I did, I actually didn't have anxiety after that. Um, so it's, it's one of those, like the second that you don't want it, you get it kind of things. Um, so anyways, those were the two stories I had to release. Now, practically or tactically, what I did was number one, rest. Anxiety is really, really exhausting for your body. If you've ever had a panic attack, you know, that sometimes you will sleep for hours and hours and hours after a panic attack because your body has essentially released all of the adrenaline, cortisol, like everything. It is essentially if you were just running for your life and then after you run for your life, like you see in the movies, you know, when people just like collapse after this epic adventure they've gone on or whatever, that's essentially what you're doing. Your brain has has taken you on this this journey as if there's a lion in your living room. Um, so uh, rest just t- essentially almost as if you were sick, like if you had a cold or something, what you would do if you just were like, all right, I'm going to sit and rest and drink lots of fluids and eat healthy. You almost want to just treat yourself like you have um, the flu or something like that. So um, I really had to remind myself to just rest. And when I had bursts of energy, then I would work. And it's really interesting. It almost reminded me of like when I had COVID, which was at, you know, if you had COVID, it's this really weird roller coaster where one second you feel totally fine. The next second you feel like a truck hit you. The next second you have a totally new symptom. The next second it's gone. Like it's so weird, such a weird virus. So I, I had to almost just ride the roller coaster of the anxiety. Um, and when it was really bad, I would just lay on the couch and watch TV or watch Um, my little tip is watching bloopers or press from like a show that I really like because they're just they always seem so like carefree and funny in in press interviews and stuff Um, and they tell like inside jokes from the you know there's just something about it that's like distracting enough for my brain so I will just watch on YouTube those kinds of things Um, and then when I felt better when I felt like okay I can like function right now then I would get up and I would just work in spurts. And I just had to kind of allow myself 
to, to do that. Um, instead of trying to force myself into the schedule that I normally follow, it just was not feasible. Like I, I don't, I really could not have forced it even. It just wasn't happening. Um, and so I had to kind of just release so much of this is releasing, but I just kind of had to release my normal schedule and allow my anxiety level to dictate when I was working and just understand that that was going to be temporary. So much of anxiety feels permanent in the moment. It almost like when you're sick, where like you're sick and you're like, I don't remember what it's like to breathe through my nose. I'm so tired of breathing through my mouth, my throat, you know, like you just almost, you can't see past the sickness because it feels so permanent. And that's how anxiety feels. And you have to keep reminding yourself that you're always going to come back. You always, you have never not come back. You've never not come overcome a panic attack. It's never not happened. <laughs> so you're always going to come back from it. And so that, that helps me in the moment, like to, to be like, yeah, today or this week, I'm going to work at really weird times. I'm still going to get my work done. It's going to look a lot different than it does on normal weeks. It looks a lot different than it did, you know, last week. Um, but it will return. It will come back. And so I kind of just had to, to allow myself the space to do that. Um, and, you know, just work when I could. Oils, essential oils really helped me. I don't know if it's the groundingness of smelling something, if it's the actual aroma that's helping, if it's reminding me of a time, I don't know what it is, but essential oils really, really helped me with, um, with my symptoms this time around. So, um, I'm not an affiliate for Young Living, but I have a Young Living oil called Valor, which I think my mom got me. Thanks, mom. Um, so I loved that. Then I have a doTERRA um, oil, which I am an affiliate for doTERRA. If you go to brittanybailey.com slash oils, I think is the URL, um, or just brittanybailey.com slash shop, you'll see everything. So if, if, um, if you have doTERRA or if you're interested in doTERRA, this one's called Balance. Um, there's also one called breathe, which, um, side note about anxiety and manifests in all different kinds of symptoms. This time around, it was that I couldn't breathe, which is always super fun. So breathe was helpful. Um, and just kind of like, um, expanding my chest and just feeling more, um, open. So breathe really helped. Um, I also burned a lot of sage and a lot of Palo Santo, um, especially in areas where I had more intense spikes of panic. So typically when you have like a long stretch of anxiety like this, like over a week, you're having an anxiety attack for seven days, but you will also sp like sporadically have panic attacks within those. So if I had a really intense experience of panic, um, I would sage that area. So if it was on the couch or whatever, um, so I'd sage that. I also did a lot of like opening the windows and um, getting outside as much as possible. Um, so that was kind of connected to the the aromatherapy part because um, when you burn sage, you often want to open a window or something. It kind of clears the air. Um, on a different note with what I was eating and drinking, I didn't have much of an appetite. A lot of this is like being sick. It's so interesting. I didn't have much of an appetite. Um, one day I only had a bowl of cereal. <laughs> um, but so just let yourself do, you know, just like when you're sick, just 
eat and drink what sounds good to you and leave what doesn't. The only thing that I did do um, differently was I avoided alcohol, caffeine, which I very rarely drink anyways, but no alcohol, no caffeine, and if you can, no sugar. Um, it's hard because you do sometimes want comfort food if, if you're like at a place where you can eat. And if that is the only thing that sounds good to you, go for it. Um, but yeah, sometimes it can help to, to avoid the, like stimulating things. Um, caffeine for sure. If you can avoid caffeine, that will help you so much because it really mimics. If you like have ever had coffee jitters, that mimics what a panic attack feels like all the time. And so, um, it can really make you, um, it can trigger a panic attack. So avoid those things. Um, I talked a little bit about comedy. I use comedy as much as possible in anxiety situations, um, whether it's just trying to find the humor in the situation where, um, you know, I'm just laying on the couch and I'm feeling anxious. And sometimes I can just find that funny where I just think, and it's, I mean, it's weird. Like I wouldn't, recommend this necessarily unless you know this is your sense of humor but um sometimes I'll just be like man my ancestors went through so much and I'm laying on a couch in this big house with AC and you know I'll just think how funny it is that I have the anxiety um and so I'll do that or I'll just watch a comedy or I will um go back and watch videos on my phone that are funny like talked about the press um, if you watch the show Supernatural, you know they have hilarious bloopers. It's like the funniest blooper <laughs> blooper reel ever. Um, so you can go back and watch bloopers or things that you know um, will make you laugh. Comfort shows, friends, new girl, that kind of thing. Um, and that really does help. It helps in a couple ways. One, just laughing releases things in your body and makes, you know, can, can make you feel good. But also um, it can really help with the logic part of your brain as much as you can bring that part of your brain on where often anxiety or panic will make you feel like you're dying and it's urgent and something's happening to you and if you can get through a 20 minute show or a 30 minute show or 40 minute show and you realize halfway through you forgot about it and you're not dying then you can be like okay well obviously it's not an emergency obviously I'm not dying you can't be distracted from medical emergency (laughs) so it it kind of like will will nod to your logical brain as much as possible um that you're fine if you can be distracted with friends episode if you can you know um stop the symptoms for a second doing this then um they're not actual symptoms they're only symptoms of anxiety it's really it's a mind fuck is all, all it is so you're just playing the game um shaking and jumping so this is something that I learned um, just from regulating your nervous system in general when I was doing a course by Catherine Zinkina. It's called The Manifestation Babe. I think that's what it's called. Um, And so you just turn on music and you um, literally just jump and shake around. Like you intuitively kind of can tell like you hold energy in weird spots of your body. Like for some reason, my right arm is always holding all kinds of energy. Um, you look like crazy. You definitely don't do this in front of anybody. Um, but it just kind of uh, releases your nervous system and, and can calm your nervous system down because you're just like jumping and shaking and like just kind of doing whatever feels natural. Um, natural is probably not the right word. Whatever feels intuitive to you. And um, it can kind of bring... It like just releases nervous energy. Like, you know, when you're a kid and you were just like super 
hyper or whatever and your parents would be like, go run around. It kind of is the same concept um, where you just, you know, kind of just get all the nervous energy out of your body. Um, You can do something just like jumping jacks or, um, you know, like high knees or something like that. Um, One tactic of bringing somebody out of a panic attack is making them do jumping jacks um, because your body will... Often when you have panic, you're trying to control your breathing. Um, but when you're doing an exercise, your body will kind of override you and will make you breathe how it needs to breathe to, to keep up with whatever you're doing. Um, so it can kind of like knock you back on track a little bit. So you can do um, jumping jacks or something like that. Um, along that line, breath work is interesting. Um, I would not recommend doing like a breath work session where you're doing like true breath work, where you're, you know, if you know breath work, you know, like you're breathing uh, really quickly and and kind of putting your body into almost a state of how it is when you have anxiety. Um, So I wouldn't recommend doing that. It can trigger more panic, but you can do um, something called box breathing, which is where you breathe in for four seconds, hold for seven seconds, and then breathe out for eight seconds. Um, You can do just like uh, breathing from your stomach. Make sure that you're breathing into your stomach. Sometimes this helps. Sometimes this is triggering. So just find your balance and see if it works for you. Um, There was a whole period of my anxiety journey where I couldn't do any breath work because it was just the second I tried to focus on my breath, the second I tried to control my breath, and then I would go into a panic attack. And so um, if you know that about yourself, just skip this. If you don't know that, try it. Um, I now am am much, much better about it, but it will still randomly trigger me. So just note yourself. Um, And, you know, when you're doing meditations too, like it'll say, you know, take some deep breaths in. And if that's not something that is working for you, then don't. Um, Meditation and journaling is something that I did later in the uh, week. I did not... I did some meditation, but often when you're experiencing anxiety like this, you your mind is going too fast to do anxiety or sorry to do meditation. Um, it's like you just can't. It's just a runaway train. <laughs> so um, if you can meditate, that would be awesome. I recommend doing a guided meditation because um, it will keep you on track a little bit. The YouTube channel that I use is called. Um, manifest by jess is what it's called formally live the life you love um i absolutely love this channel it's obviously all free meditations and she has like meditations that are like five minutes all the way to like 30 minutes and so you can kind of pick where you're at um and and go from there but i really enjoy her meditations and that can help a lot and then journal before or after whatever feels good for you um if you feel too overwhelmed by all of that, just don't do it for now. And then maybe do it after the anxiety has subsided so you can kind of learn from what it was that you maybe think triggered it. Um, another thing that helped me was releasing the timeline. I thought multiple times over the week, okay, I should be done by now. <laughs> okay, this should be gone by now, right? It's almost like when you are sick where you're like, all right, I've hit the five-day mark. I should no longer be experiencing a stuffy nose, right? Like you just kind of have these weird benchmarks in your head where you're like, all right, I'm done. So-and-so only had a stuffy nose for four days and mine is five days, right? Like you're just comparing yourself or you're wanting to, um, to speed the process up. 
So release the timeline and just know that whatever's coming up is coming up to be healed and released. And when there's nothing left, nothing more will come up. Um, it's exhausting. So just give yourself some, some grace there. But try to release the, the timeline. Um, I have an acupuncture mat that I love that I used that is on my Amazon store. If you go to BrittanyBailey.com slash Amazon, you'll see all of my tools that I use. Um, and that is a really interesting tool to use to ground you um, because it, it, I mean, it kind of hurts in a way, but not really, like, you know, mild, mildly, but um, it kind of just brings you back into your body, almost like a massage would. A massage would work really well too. Um, but acupuncture slash massage, the mat is awesome because you can just pull it out and lay on it. Um, so I love that. And then things, supplements that I took, um, magnesium is great. I, it's hard because I never really know what is, you know, like I'm doing all of these things at once. So it's hard to say, you know, like this is this, the thing that did it for me. Um, but I love magnesium. I love L-theanine. And I love um, CBD. And so those those things really were helpful to me as I was going through this. Um, I also, for a period of time, was taking, I want to say it's called Passion Flower. Um, I'm pretty sure that's what it's called. And that was um, really, really helpful for me to go to sleep. I wouldn't recommend taking it during the day. So that is everything. That's my anxiety experience from last week. That is what helped me, what my mindset was like, all of that. As I mentioned, this is hopefully helpful to somebody who's experiencing anxiety or has in the past. It's also helpful for me to hear things that helped me and what my mindset was like, you know, in May of 2022. So that's what I have for you. Hopefully this is helpful. Hopefully this is something that you can use, even if it's just a piece of it. As always, you can find me at Brittany Bailey, B-A-Y-L-E-Y on Instagram. I'd love to hear from you there. Tell me all the things that helped you, or if you want to hear more about this or less about this, I am always all ears. So I hope you guys are having a fantastic day. Whenever you're listening to this, I love you, and I'll talk soon.